When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, welcome everybody. It is a Monday night and it is AFL night here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. Kim Hagdorn joins us. Haggers, a very good evening to you. G'day to you, Peter. Uh, gee, wasn't there plenty on yeah, the weekend? A great round of AFL. It was. Uh, that Geelong-Richmond game, as we predicted on Thursday, was the standout event. Uh, bit disappointed, even... A bit disappointed on Thursday night. I went home yeah. from here on Thursday night expecting something a bit more uh, significant uh, from the Brisbane Lions. That will pour against Melbourne on Thursday night. But what came out of that game, we'll talk about the whole round in a moment, was the performance of Luke Jackson, who's commanding headlines right around the footy states at the moment. That is Victoria, South Australia and Western Australia. This is what he said because he had the responsibility with no Max Gorn to step up. And see, he certainly did step up. Luke Jackson. Uh, we might fire him now. Here we go. Yeah, I just wanted to try and play my national game and um, obviously a massive loss with Gorney out, so I just want to, yeah, to compete at a high level and just try and play my role to the best I can. So, yeah, and, um, good to contribute to the win as well. No, I love it because it come, comes pretty rare for me to kick some good goals, so, yeah, celebrate when I can. There you go, Luke Jackson, kicked yeah. goals, uh, took over the ruck responsibilities and all of a sudden his currency even went further north. And let's let's take it even further north on that, Peter, because... The race, or hunt, as we can call it, for Luke Jackson, it rages behind what Fremantle and West Coast are doing on the field, and even Luke himself with Melbourne, because Luke Jackson, the 20-year-old, he's only played 43 games. Mm -hmm. You know, he was taken three years ago in a draft where Fremantle uh, had picks seven, eight, and nine, and he was taken at pick number three to Melbourne. Luke Jackson has met with Fremantle officials last Saturday morning in Melbourne. Luke Jackson met with Peter Bell and Jamie Graham, senior assistant oh, coach. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was hours before the game, hours before Fremantle turned in. I thought a really poor performance on Saturday. Yeah. It's worth getting into that. But over breakfast in Morty Alec, which is south of Melbourne CBD. I think it's down it's towards St Kilda's, Moorabbin. Yeah, and Seaforth, where, they've, yeah. Uh, where they used to have their facilities and moved back to Moorabbin. Mm-hmm. So a cafe in the main street of Morty Alec. Uh, all wearing sunglasses and baseball caps. <laughs> the eyewitness eyewitness uh, account of it is that it looked like the CIA or the FBI had come to town to interview uh, an international witness. But uh, Fremantle continued to be linked with Luke Jackson, and this takes it even further. A meeting on Saturday morning, football it, operations it, general Morty manager, Alec. Morty Alec, yeah. between Luke Jackson, Peter Bell, and Jamie Graham. So they've taken it further. No now, manager? No, it was just, just those the three, three of them. Yeah, and eyewitnesses recognised Sungla- Luke Jackson. Sunglasses and baseball caps. Recognised Luke Jackson. Weren't sure of Peter Bell. Didn't <laughs> recognise Jamie Graham. But once all the photos went around and the, and the responses, oh, you know, that's Jamie. That's the guy from West Coast that's gone to Fremantle. Good friends of Justin Longmuir. 
that was the type of uh, interaction on texts and photographs to identify these people. Uh, but it was in Morty Alec. Now, that, that strengthens what we've been hearing about Fremantle after Luke Jackson. But what I've got to throw in here is because I'm trying to check this a step further, it was reminded to me that re- rest assured West Coast are in the race for Luke Jackson as well. Mm-hmm. And West Coast maintain that they can come up with the, the big financial offer, which we've, we've all heard about, a six or seven year deal in the range of $10 million, so a $1.4, $1.5 million a year for this budding superstar, 20 years of age. But what West Coast can give up that Fremantle are going to struggle to put together is a deal for Melbourne to accept any type of a trade. Now, I think this is a long shot anyway, because I still feel, like a lot of people do, that Luke Jackson's likely to stay at Melbourne. But it's round 15. We're two months away from a final series where Melbourne will probably go into it as the number one contender to win another premiership. Luke Jackson could come to Fremantle, to, to West Coast, because they've got the picks that, that would satisfy uh, the likes Melbourne. of Melbourne. So West Coast will have they'll have pick one or two as we, as we're now expecting. They can't give that away this year unless they trade back into the early early round, so that somewhere early in the single figures, and that's what Jackson would command, pick number one or two. Mm-hmm. But you'd go after it. He's only twenty. Yeah. He's like getting a draftee. So he fits the West Coast Eagles' replenishment plan. So Luke Jackson uh, met with Peter th- Bell on Saturday morning. And it continues to fester that Luke Jackson is on the market to come back to Western Australia. Okay, and you're talking about West Coast, okay? And for the majority of this year, we were talking about Tim English. He signed for two years. Then he becomes a restricted free agent. The chance by then, Nick Natanui may be hanging up his boots. And Tim English is a ready start for West Coast. Mm. If they are successful in luring Luke Jackson, where does he fit in the puzzle? Well... You've, you've prompted me here because I go deeper into the notes and deeper into this whole saga, this latest chapter in the Luke Jackson chase back to Western Australia, Fremantle and West Coast. Isn't it a derby rivalry mm. <laughs> off-field after the number one target in the country? West Coast negotiation considerations to, con- to secure Jackson has involved talks with Nick Natanui. They've already spoken and to Nick him. Nick Natanui has indicated very strongly Go after him. Get him at all costs. I'll play on as the number two ruckman. I'm happy to play a lot less percentage. I'm happy to go forward. And I'm happy to meet with the guy and try and convince him that we're the right place for him to be. Nick Natanui is a central piece to the endeavours for West Coast to win Luke Jackson. Now, with Fremantle to win that race, they're going to have to give up players to get draft picks or to give them straight to Melbourne. So that's where Rory Lobb falls in. It's where Griffin Logue falls in. It's where two or three other players that are probably still in contract Mm. could fall in with Fremantle. So a a bargaining and bartering with two different types of commodities available to Fremantle and West Coast in their chase for Luke Jackson. They'll all come up with the money because we know Josh Kennedy's going to retire. We we can declare that and he will retire somewhere pretty – he'll announce it pretty soon, I reckon. They're talking about early August? Well, they are, but that's that's because that's the last real home game that West Coast have got. They play round 21 against Adelaide. Then it's they play Fremantle. That's Fremantle's home derby, though. And then round 23 is Geelong away. Well, you're not going to let no. a player like Josh Kennedy finish against Fremantle at a home derby for Fremantle or on the road to Geelong where they're going to – they won't wait Geelong down there. So it's somewhere, if not – and I, I said Carlton. Not this week coming, the week after. 
my suspicion is let's keep an eye to whether Josh Kennedy actually travels to play against Richmond this coming weekend. It'll be tempting on the back of his five, but he kicked five goals and I reckon he was pretty much, you know, probably the reason that West Coast won on Friday night. He was brilliant. They, West Coast were a bit questionable. I mean, there was a lot of carry-on about, oh, West Coast are back, they've had a win. They beat a bunch of kids by 10 points. And Kennedy kicked five goals, and they lost all the other indicators, West Coast. Kennedy kicks five straight on the back of a bye and a refreshener. I'm not so sure he could keep doing that if he travels to play against Richmond, then plays against Carlton, travels to play against Hawthorne, then plays against St Kilda. Watch for Josh Kennedy to miss some games soon to get him through to this farewell game, if it is indeed in round 21 against Adelaide. Okay, that's the latest on Josh Kennedy. We've got that. uh, Hag's got some big stories and big news regarding Luke Jackson. We'll repeat that uh, a bit later on. Let's go to St Kilda. And reportedly there is a bit of news. Now, Patrick Ryder was managed... Uh, in the game for the game against Sydney, he didn't go to the Harbour City where St Kilda was so poor, and Brad Hill missed for personal reasons. Now this we've discussed it pre-show. This is a developing story, and there may be some news regarding Patrick Ryder and Brad Hill as early as in the next twenty-four hours for the reasons that they missed the game and the important game in Sydney on the weekend. When we saw the teams last Thursday. I was astounded that St Kilda, who are on a bit of a slide, had left out Paddy Ryder for Mm. management. So that immediately sent alarm bells ringing through me. Personal reasons, it could be anything with anybody. And and Brad Hill said personal reasons. But not willing to accept that Paddy Ryder has been rested where St Kilda had dropped their previous two games out of their bye to, to Brisbane and Essendon, and their loss to Essendon was deplorable. They were horrible, St Kilda. Totally unforgivable. You cannot accept how badly they played that night. And Paddy Ryder was managed mm-hmm. to play against Sydney with Tom Hickey coming back. I thought, no, no, you're kidding. Something's not right here. So just happened to speak to one or two of the right people to find out that they were dropped. They were disciplined for brawling. Patrick Ryder and Brad Hill disciplined. Disciplined by St Kilda, involved in a pub fight the week before, and they were left out of that game. They had to be disciplined. And I think this is a growing story. I think there are other people far more uh, capable than I, Peter, around Mm. the country that are onto this. I think we might find out for sure in the next day or two. Okay, interesting. Uh, Also, let's talk about Brett Ratton and Simon Lethlian, who's the... uh, Heir apparent, uh, he's, uh, I think... Well, he's already act- been declared. Yeah. He's going to be chief executive chief when executive. Matt Finnis finishes at the end of the year, end uh, of the footy season. What's questioned about Brett Ratton's contract, because all of a sudden the acid is on the St Kilda coach. This is what he had to say, Simon Lethlian. Now, we've taken our time with that process. We've been consistent, I think, in saying that for where we're at now with our program and our list, that we think Rats is our man. Um, I doubt anyone would have challenged us on that, you know, a fortnight ago. Um Clearly, that's a debate that um, can now happen on the back of our form. But what I would say is we we aren't as reactive internally, perhaps, as the external football world is. Um, And, you know, we'll keep progressing down the path that we've said we will with Brett and his management. You know, I spoke to Brett last night, but but that's still ticking along. But our focus and certainly his focus is actually, um, you know, arresting our form at the moment. Um, As I said, like other good clubs have done across the course of the year, but um, yeah, Andrew's Andrew's comments were correct. We're still keying down that path, and, and we're doing that, you know, with the right amount of diligence that we should. 
The season's gone pear-shaped, hasn't it? Oh, Significantly. Kilda's season. And they've got a tough run until the end of the season now. They're gone. They play Carlton this week. They then come. They then play Fremantle. That's at home. That's in mm. Melbourne uh, at Marvel. The Dogs, West Coast here, Hawthorne, and they finish St Kilda with Geelong, Brisbane and Sydney. I, I see St Kilda as only at best a couple of wins from here. It's amazing. So, so they're eight, eight and six, and I... I can't see many wins there for St Kilda. And if Simon Lithlian is saying what he just said then, we're listening to him, mm. if if it's all hunky-dory and he's, and, and he's their man and we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're working with things, if they're that comfortable, then declare that he's got the job for next year, at least for next year perhaps, because their run, they're delusional if they think they're going to win enough there to go back into the eight. I, they, they're not getting – the only team outside the eight for mine that's getting in is Richmond. Richmond sitting ninth. And their run is very impressive. I think Richmond, and I, they were one of the winners on the weekend. Oh, now, that, I, sorry, everyone's going to say, hang on, hang on, they lost by three points. But they lost nothing in terms of their potential. They're really dangerous now, Richmond. Yeah, but but you, you are very uh, boyish about Geelong. Geelong, oh, yeah. to me, they went a bit of a nap uh, on Saturday and they allowed Richmond to come back. But when they needed to strike again... They struck again, even though, of course, the Tom Stewart uh, scenario, and we'll talk about that a bit later on, was certainly hovering over uh, the team's and head. And certainly him, even though he finished up best yeah. on ground. You know, he got votes in the uh, in the umpiring votes. Uh, I think he got about fourth or fifth best on ground from yeah. the umpire. Yeah. So Geelong looked good, and Patrick Dangerfield reportedly is back this week. Yeah. Look, uh, I, I'm going to stay with Geelong because I, I actually went through it today, Pete. I think Geelong can finish up about second, as high as second, Melbourne, Geelong, Sydney, Brisbane is the way I project forward to being the final top four. And, and Brisbane, as much as they were awful uh, at the Melbourne Cricket Ground on Thursday night, and they are very suspect on the road, Brisbane, still very suspect, especially at the MCG. But I think they've got enough games at the Gabba and enough beatable opponents that Brisbane will finish top four. Geelong, they've got North Melbourne at home this week. Then Melbourne... Down at home. That's mm. you know, home is an advantage to them. Carlton and Port and the Dogs. Now they're all sides vying for spots, perhaps in the top eight, and certainly Carlton even for the spot in the top four if they could beat Geelong. And they finish Geelong with St Kilda, Gold Coast, and the West Coast Eagles. And St Kilda and the Eagles are down at Geelong. Yeah. But I think they continue to win and finish up with about 16 or 17 wins, just like Melbourne. And then Sydney, 15 wins. Brisbane, 15. Carlton, 14 or 15. Richmond, 14 or 15. 14. 13 for, or 14 for Fremantle. I think Fremantle could slip as low as 6th or 7th. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, just repeating the news, Kim Hagdorn has revealed here on Drive with Peter Vlahos on this Monday night that Luke Jackson, the uh, standout Melbourne uh, oh, utility player, can play forward. Of course, he can uh, play in the ruck. He is uh, only 20 years of age, has met with Fremantle officials last Saturday morning in the suburb of Morty Alec at a uh, cafe and Peter Bell and Jamie Graham were in attendance. Uh, that's been revealed here on the Drive program and also the fact that Patrick Ryder and Brad Hill, who missed the game against Sydney by the, for the Saints, were disciplined because of an altercation that occurred uh, about a week not earlier. Not between them, let's clarify, not yeah. those two. It's not They're like involved. Melksham and May at Melbourne... Three weeks ago, it is more that one of them was spoken. I think, and I reckon it'll come out. It, mm. it was clearly something very racial, and Paddy Ryder got in to defend Brad. Brad, 
Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, of course, you can get on the Temper of Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Get involved. We've already got uh, uh, Alex and also Roy and others coming through. 0487 736 736. That's the Temper at Bedshed text line. Go to it now. And of course, you can also give us a call and maybe have a chat to us. 13 12 55. That's the Scarborough Toyota open line. We're here for Toolmart, the complete tool centre.